grumble. What? Because you guess everything. Not everything. You Why do. is that bad? Because I don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Captain's Pod Stardate 41808 22.1. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief short leave from the world of cinema since to explore the universe of Star Trek. <gasps> I am your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me, as always, is the self referential ambassador, Danae Hughes. Danae Hughes. How are you doing? Did you like that? I self-referenced right away. <laughs> you did? Oh, wait. And I missed it. Amazing. That's okay. You're very tired today, Captain, which is why I'm happy to mm-hmm. announce that I will be taking over for you. Do it. Go. Today, we're going to be watching an episode of Star Trek. Yep. Um, But first, how are you, Captain? I'm good. Cool. <laughs> um, Come with us to 10 Forward. <laughs> Where today we're going to be talking about, hold on, let me see if I can remember. <laughs> yeah. Lower Decks. Yay! And which episode, you might ask? Well, gosh, it's the most requested episode since... Nope. Which, <laughs> it's the most obvious episode that we yep. could ever start with. Mm-hmm. Season one, mm-hmm. episode nine. Nope. Called Crisis, Okay. Uh, episode one. Yep, <laughs> there we go. Co- called second contact. Second contact. Now, Ian, as the yes. captain who knows nothing that's going on, what do mm. you think this episode is going to be about today? <laughs> I think this is going to be about that awkward, like it might be with a stranger or it might be with somebody that you th- you think you might like, and then you like might accidentally touch each other's hands, and that's the first <laughs> touch. And then this right. is contemplating the second contact. Second con- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is because like, it's the intentional I, contact. Exactly. Should I initiate this again? Do I wait for them to initiate it? And it's it's just it's all about that. Brave podcast listener, you didn't know today's episode today's episode was gonna be some what about consent and nope. how these people all just <laughs> work together. Touching all the time. Touching all the time. Mm-hmm. But but boy, do we have a surprise for you. That is what this episode is all about. Let's go to the forward place where we've gone forward in time and watch this episode. How am I doing? I'm doing really doing good. doing great. I really want to put like the transporter thing like on backwards. <laughs> so, like, do it in reverse. <laughs> Just like, well, she even screwed that oh, one yeah, up. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, right. Computer, to the beam to the place of the other people. Doop, 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 doop. Okay. Yes, we are. You did a great job. I'm so proud. Oh, you're really not going to let me take over? You're going to have to do it all over again? No, not all of it. Just actually tell you what's going on. Um, but yeah, we are watching Lower Decks because there is a new season starting in 10 days and we're going to be going through that episode by episode as it launches, which is going to be fun because I love this show so much. So we have a very brief amount of time to get the ambassador caught up on 20 episodes of Lower Decks. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, no, there's, there's tr- no way we're going to get through everything before the- it starts. Yeah, is is there? Yeah, what? Starting now. You buckle in. We're going to do season one today. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it's like they're, they're 25 minutes each with credits and stuff. Okay. So that's fine. It's just 200 and probably 200 minutes roughly, which you can do. It's less than Lord of the Rings. A <laughs> couple of them, maybe. As somebody who started watching Celebrity Big Brother for no reason, I oh, have time. No, no, I no, no. Time. Don't do that. Don't do that. So I can do it. We can watch it. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's do it. So 
Lower Decks was one of the first series to be announced after Discovery came back. So this big like new wave of Star Trek. And um, I don't want to tell you too much about it, actually. So I think we are just going to dive in pretty quick. But based on like the little nuggets that you've had from me so far, what are you expecting from Lower Decks, the animated Star Trek show? Well, we did have that awkward moment where we started watching this episode in Next Generation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember that when we did that episode, you said, if I remember correctly, that it has nothing to do really with... Nope. What we're about to watch. So that's one clue. One clue yeah. is that there is not really something to prepare for, except for that. Oh, is this? Oh, hold on. I remember you telling me. Hold on. It's coming back. Mm-hmm. Coming back. Not all of it, but yeah. this is the crew that they send in after the mess is made. Yeah, pretty much. And so this is going to be them going to a planet that had first contact already at yeah, some point. And much. they're gonna be figuring out the fallout they kind of do the follow-up mission and just like so how are you holding up there how many aliens did kirk screw how are we doing are we good is that something that they have to ask is that like a requirement yeah even if kirk hasn't visited yeah even if kirk hasn't visited that planet they have to just it's the open question hello live long and prosper did kirk fuck anyone so with that computer this time actually it is two to beam to the uss cerritos Welcome to Turn Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator, share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. And most important question first, what would you like from the replicator? I am having a 16-ounce iced raspberry beret with oat milk. Nice. I thought you said raspberry belay. I was like, belay that order. I Um, did. I I just want. Oh my God, if that was a Starfleet drink, that's a good drink. Yeah, belay that. It's a like a I don't know Call what it would it be. It would be like a like a dark chocolate. It'd be something that evaporates before you can drink it. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, no! Blow that! It didn't happen. Okay, so the idea is that you go ten to ten forward. You order a drink, and you know how that's on the rocks. It's with ice cubes. But if you belay it, then it vaporizes, and you inhale it through mm, like vapors. Nice. You're just like like right the, the last second. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. They put in a little thing, and you just inhale it like a hookah. A hookah. Hookah. <laughs> well, I'm having a glass. Oh my god! We <laughs> yes. If we ever start a hookah lounge, we're gonna call it the belay. The belay, <laughs> and it's be gonna honest. be Star yes. Trek themed hookah lounge. Yes, Star Trek themed hookahs. <laughs> nice. Wait, no, what? No. Yes. yes. Sorry, red light. What? Wait, what? Wait, what? Uh, I'm gonna have a big glass of spider milk because that's the thing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, this episode. We find ourselves with the crew of the Cerritos, who are second contact specialists. Um, And we are introduced to the Lower Decks crew of the ship. So this isn't like the main bridge crew. These are the plucky young ensigns that make the ship work and get into all sorts of hijinks. Danae, Ambassador, did you like the episode? What were your initial thoughts? Um, my initial thought as soon as it was over was, oh, can we watch that again? Because yeah. I loved it. It's yeah. so fun, isn't it? I get so nervous starting a new show. And I, I know it's wrong of me because you should embrace new things or whatever. Yeah, whatever. But I feel probably pressure that doesn't need to exist when we start a new series or we start a new show or something because, mm-hmm. of course, I want to like it. But I'm really picky yeah, <laughs> about what I enjoy. Yeah, so this is definitely one where 
I was having a good time. I think I laughed out loud like three times. You did. It was awesome. I was like, yeah, this is hitting some <laughs> hitting some buttons. It's yeah. so well done. And almost every episode is like that. Um, good. I think That's it's, fun. I think it's part of like being 22, 23 minutes long. They pack so much into oh, yeah. every 23 minutes. It, it's so great. It doesn't stop. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this one. It had a really delightful pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see it, it's also cursy. So yeah. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the shit? <laughs> I don't know if anyone's noticed this on the show yet because I, I hide it really well, but I curse too. Oh, yeah. I'm, so <laughs> I put out a trailer last week and. I didn't realize. I wanted to like make sure it was nice for the public and anybody to listen to at any point. But it meant putting in 12 cents of bleeps because of today. I mean, I wasn't all of them. That's not worth bleep. Yeah. So I don't know. There's also just this this character and I'm going to butcher them as always. So Mm, get ready, our beloved friends of the show who Uh don't get annoyed by this. Nope. Um, But what's her name? So we got uh, Beckett Mariner. Tawny Newsom. Oh, Devana per- voice. Wait, Ta- Tawny Newsom. So that's Beckett, Beckett Mariner. That's Beckett the main character. Mariner. Yeah, it's a Mariner. At first, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. At first, I wasn't sure. And I thought maybe it's because I'm like her. Yeah. <laughs> a bit I, sassy. You know, a little, I'm a little too much. Uh-huh. And she's like me no, not too times much. a ha- thousand. Yeah. But by the end, I was like, I love her. She's so good. Yeah, so... She has such an interesting, like... I mean, you get most of her backstory towards the end of the episode. Like, she's an experienced officer. Like, she was a lieutenant. She was on, like, a lead ship. And now she's been, like, kind of bucking against... Or butting against authority so much. They've demoted her and put her back on, like, a junior ship. So it's just so fun to see this person that has so much experience kind of slump it for for a while. And she's, yeah, she's so much fun. Such a great character. And you have to think that when it comes to the world of Star Trek, as we've been learning and talking to the writers and things like this, there is such a a specificity to the design of these shows. Mm -hmm. So each character and their approach to the world that we're inside of is going to be very intentional. Yeah. So to create her as the sort of demoted leader, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and then him, the by the books kind of guy, I really enjoyed their back and forth with each other mm. a lot. Uh, and then there's the the newly cyborged character um, who Rutherford. is this yeah. is the cyborg element partially Vulcan. Uh, it's made like by Vulcans. Ship? Oh, I see. I believe. Okay. I'm sure he said that it's Vulcan made. And the, yeah, so Something part of that like is that it's chip, suppressing maybe. emotions. <laughs> Which so is funny. so delightful. It's I feel, so great. I feel very, yeah, it's so great. Oh, I'm not nervous. And oh, let me fix that. Oh, no, I'm going to vomit. Other characters that really stood out to me. Um, I know we've got the really emphatic uh, green character. Mm, Tendi. But the, Tendi? Yeah, Ensign okay. Tendi. But the cat was one that I want to see more of really oh, bad. Dr. Ta'ana is everyone's favorite character. Oh, really? She is so <laughs> shitty, so moody. It's the best. She's like, get the fuck out of my sick bay. Fuck you. <laughs> we got to save this man. No, he's worthless. We got to save the goo. Oh, my gosh. No one's allowed I'm to pass I'm really out. excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love when uh... Tendi is holding the heart. He's like, I'm so sorry. 
sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's squeezing the hose. Like, it hurts when you pump it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I don't know that I expected that. I think I I think I went in expecting it to be more by the books or something, mm-hmm. more sort of, I don't know, senior officer like. Mm-hmm. But seeing the chaos, but it wasn't just the chaos of the characters. Mm-hmm. The crew the crew and the ship were all devolving in various degrees of chaos because uh-huh. of this infection that's going on. So you have the action of the uh, the mission for second contact, but then you also have this action happening on the ship itself. And so it was just this absolutely chaotic drop into the middle of a very, I don't know, normal day mm. or not. I'm not sure. No one seems to be panicking too much, which is hilarious yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> so fire phases. This is normal. <laughs> this is fine. I mean, they're literally on a date. Like yeah. just, you know. <laughs> carry on talking. <laughs> They have a lot in common, but then at the very core, they don't have something specific in common. I we'll get to that, that in a little so bit. Much. So, but yeah, overall, it was it was incredible. How was it for you on a uh, second watch, or it's, how many times have this you watched is this? The it's only the second time I've watched it. Um, it's even better the first time because I was super duper skeptical. I was like, we haven't had an animated Trek show since the seventies, and I was like, nothing obeys the rules and breaks them simultaneously like lower decks like we have never had star trek like this so i knew it was going to be a little bit edgy so i was super worried about like is this just going to be taking the mickey out of star trek but it's i the only way to sum it up is that this is somebody and mike mcmahon does know star trek inside out somebody that wants to reference absolutely everything poke fun at all of like the nitpicky stuff that doesn't make sense but still honor it and use it at the same time it is so so well done and this second watch i just picked up so much more that i missed the first time and oh like what um what else did I- we're still in the we like it phase so like what was some of the things that you noticed that you really enjoyed so it's the balance between like boimler and beckett that i really really love so boimler is every star trek fan if they were made like a member of Starfleet, and if they were put on the ship. So he, he's like me. He's like, oh, I love the warp core. This is amazing. And he goes yeah. to the holodeck, and all I can think of is the engine room. The warp core. Yeah. Follow procedures. Hum, hum, hum. 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 It's so good. <laughs> um, and, and then Mariner is everything that you would probably actually find in Starfleet. So it's not going to be everybody following the rules. It's going to be, there's going to be plenty of people that butt against things and, are still super knowledgeable and uh, driven, but don't fit into the nice Starfleet box that everybody expects you to in TNG and stuff. Um, and just how like the the even the bridge crew don't have their shit together either. Like they give off this impression that they do, but um, Ransom, the first officer, definitely doesn't. Um, Captain Freeman absolutely like doesn't seem to have much control over her crew at the minute um yeah no i just i love this so much and just the pacing is so well done it is just non-stop start to finish it's a great great introduction to the show yeah uh to the franchise and uh, both actually yeah well i mean this episode is a great introduction to lower decks like it's a great episode one yeah i don't know that it's a great introduction to star trek (laughs) because like even that that box that mariner has when the episode opens and she's pulling Brad, uh, pulling Boimler out of the cupboard. That box is filled with like 10 references. Like, it's so, so good. Um, That's amazing. That beginning was fun. When you're thinking like, what can we what can we do right off the bat to show that we're different? I mean, it just starts right out of the gate. You think that you're in a normal start. 
you kind of get comfortable. You're like, Captain's, Captain's log. log. I know yeah. exactly how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Then there's the teasing and you're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then she's just like batshit crazy <laughs> with this, what is it called? A bat lift. Yeah. But yeah, she's just like swinging around Worf's weapon. I love honor. I demand honor. <laughs> yeah. And having a great time in her own mind, but she's just being an insane, absolute dick. And mm-hmm. that's what I didn't know if I would like about her, but that chaotic kind of mm-hmm. element of it. But the show is showing us. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, unexpected. And then all of a sudden she actually slices into his <laughs> leg and we actually see muscle like open up. <laughs> and I'm like, it's oh, so great. Oh, we're in this kind of a world where they're yeah. going to go there. Get and then it shifts right into the introduction. Uh, oh, I, it's and, so good, isn't it? And the opening credits, you know, here I am watching it and I'm like preparing <laughs> for the music. And again, have that relaxed feeling. And then Ian, you said something about it being really clever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, what's he talking about? And I look from the screen where you were on video over to the screen playing and it had just clipped the ice <laughs> chunk. And I was like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then there's this moment where the ship flies across screen in like the sweeping fashion and attached to the end is this sort of space worm thing, <laughs> yeah, you like know, like sucking on the ship. on the nacelle. <laughs> And I wrote down, remind Ian that this would make a good D&D interaction. Yeah, heck yeah, it would. There's a- and, you know, the opening scene of like a D&D one shot in space, mm. right? Where we- Space slug. We're in the lower decks and we're looking at the back window, but for some reason we don't see stars. And you have to go through the the rest of the ship and it's like slowly not working. So you're kind of on a time crunch to get mm. to this very specific part where you can kind of either see out the window- or you can open some kind of a hatch. And the reason you can't see out the back is because it's buried yes, like, in the gullet. In the, in the gut of this creature that you now yeah. have to fight off. Like how cool would that be? be? So cool. I love the idea of playing the lower decks because the crew and they do this in the show quite a bit, because the main bridge crew will go around and have way more information than we have, and they won't communicate to the lower decks characters. So we're <laughs> just like, Well, you know what's going on. Why don't we know? Oh. You don't need to know, it's fine. And sometimes a story will get resolved and we don't know how it got resolved because they're not being let in either. It's it's so much fun. It's so great. That would make for a great D&D episode. Uh, one shot. Uh, also in the opening credits is that Borg scene when they just oh, turn so and nope out of there. <laughs> nope. They, they take one shot and like, well, we'll let the Romulans handle this. That's fine. Uh, that it's... also makes for a good encounter because, you know, when does your... I've been in, I think, one situation as a DM so far where somebody ran i've never never experienced it i've never dm'd it i've never played in an encounter where we've run away well one of your people did because it was in the one shot oh yeah okay he went to get the parents <laughs> the rest of us <laughs> were like okay we're gonna stay he, here and fight he literally was like i'm gonna go get the adults who know better and he also noped out of yep. there and it was just gone just spent the rest like, of the the game just, just running, doing his own thing running, running through the street and running <laughs> and you know how hard it is to decide, like, okay, in my mind, it was about this far away. How many rounds? And then you also have to wait against story and say, yeah. I can't just have him running for the next He wouldn't have made it back minutes. in time. Yeah. No, no. No, no way. Anyway, it was. it's kind of fun because I'm like, yep, here's another encounter. Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Bye. Um, I, did you, did, were there any references in particular? Because this will be yeah. the more Lower Decks episodes we do. This will yeah. be a running thing of like okay. name that reference. Oh, um, okay. So well, what, I, did, what did you catch? I caught obviously uh, Worf's weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's a 
easy one. I also saw Jordy LaForge's visor in 10 Forward. Yeah, on a different person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it was on potentially a female. I'm not sure. Yes, uh, it was. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of, that mm. was one. I wasn't looking for a lot of references. I was just like trying to remember like characters and mm-hmm. learn more about. So what else did you see? Oh, absolutely. Um, well, one of... Um, one of the references that Mariner makes when she's explaining to Boimler, like, I've been demoted, I'm on this ship, this is what I've done, I've been on a Klingon planet where some Yeti tried to steal my shoes and there was no reason for it, he's just being a dick. We've seen that Yeti person. So that is what happens to Kirk in the Undiscovered Country. And the alien asks him for his coat and is like, oh, oh no, it won't fit you. So she's talking about Rurapenthe. Oh, <laughs> Which interesting. Is just, they'll make loads of little like nods of to that. Like, this doesn't make sense. Why would he steal my clothes? It doesn't matter. He's just being a dick. I mean, I do have other questions maybe you can answer that could have mm. been references. Yeah, go for do it. We, do we know of another alien that gets milked or is that new? Um, <laughs> not to my knowledge. I mean, okay, I'm, okay. I'm sure the mammalian aliens, the mammalians, um, <laughs> probably produce milk. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um. <laughs> Are cyborgs common? Um, or is this, this kind is, of a new thing? Yeah, this is an odd one. It's not something that's super prevalent in TNG. There are some modified people in Deep Space Nine. Like, there's somebody, there's an alien that their planet is, like, super low gravity. So for them to be on a starship, which is based on Earth's gravity, is really painful for them, and it compresses their bones. So they need to stay in a metal cybernetic suit in order to function. Um, mm. But yeah, nothing like Rutherford. Okay, which is an awesome. I, didn't, I wondered about that. Mm. I mean, I have other questions, but they're kind of not on the like on the positive side. No, 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 on the um, Easter egg kind of side okay, of things, where like little references. I think the only there was a there's quite a few more that I've missed, but there's in the box that Mariner has. There's a there's a weapon that's like a sphere with like spikes coming out of it. And that's a glove that Tasha Yar uses in one episode of TNG to fight Ooh. somebody. Um, the Romulan whiskey was really fun. That oh, caused, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. That caused like a big debate. Because I was like, well, actually, that was Romulan ale. And it was like, mm, nope, that was whiskey. Like, stop arguing. <laughs> the things that we get hung up on. So funny. Um, yeah, I think that was, they were the big ones anyway. But it gets like, there were some episodes that are dense dense with references like if you look anywhere on screen you're gonna see something um see something that's from the history of star trek it's so fun it's a nice little reward to the eclectic nerds (laughs) um here's a question i had how many Mm. holodecks are there on a ship um so i think the enterprise to my memory and there is an answer for this i know that four are mentioned but i think one is in the lower decks uh, it just seems that if that's the least popular place, that there there shouldn't be one down there. So maybe that's a sin. I don't know. That might be a sin. I don't. Did they say that it's in the lower decks? I thought they I just walked to oh, it. Oh, I think no, they went they up to okay, it. Okay, okay. Well, then it's just genuine curiosity how many they usually have. I would so say f- the Cerritos probably has two. That's so dumb. Do you know how many <laughs> people are more? on that ship that want? Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, like you have to sign there? up. And, like, you have a monthly slot for, like, 20 minutes. Oh, that's minutes. exactly how it would work. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I guess otherwise someone would just live there anyway. So oh, you have absolutely. to limit it. You would have to be rationed. Um, and, like, it, it, that's why it would suck so much to, like, red alert. It's like, no, this is my holodeck time. Damn it. Mm-hmm. So the estimate is that the Cerritos has somewhere between 200 to 500 people on board. 
So, yeah, that's, that's a lot of people to cycle through two holodecks. Well, it's a good thing they have good cleaning. Oh, that good. comes up in an episode. <laughs> oh, good. I look forward yeah. to it. <laughs> oh, well, actually, goodness. when I, I'll mention that when I when we get to, to Sins. Mm. Um, I Other things I really liked, I really liked the date. I kind of like referenced that just real briefly, but I thought that was yeah. clever because mm-hmm. there was this, like, it, it, this is like watching two Star Trek nerds go about an emergency. Yeah casually and just continue on with the most important things in life mm-hmm. we're gonna walk and it outside was the so ship. delightful it was so funny <laughs> and i'm like man these two are kicking ass and then they get to that kiss moment and of course he's not interested because he's working on a problem in his head uh-huh. and she's like okay well then this isn't gonna be great you know and so she walks off out the opposite door that they went in by the way i just realized like i guess the lift opens on both sides or something because she oh, walked yeah i would hope so Anyway, so that yeah. that happened. But what I what I loved about that is while watching it, I was remembering that um so every month on Patreon, we have a sin club for CinemaSins, and every month we do a bony pod where we have questions from our patron supporters and we answer that question as a team and then release it just for our sin club. And we talked about like movie firsts recently. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because in that conversation there was mention of and I won't name names there was mention of somebody who went to the movie theater and didn't realize that he was being hit on by the girl that was with him. <laughs> and so he watched the movie rather than make out. Yep. Um, yes, and, and I thought it was really funny because in this one, the same exact thing happens where yep. she's like kissing and flirting and he's just like, I got to run a diagnostic check. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> Look, Rush Hour 3 was an important cinematic moment that people needed to pay attention to. Said the person who answered that question in the bony pod. Yes. Uh, we, we won't name names. <laughs> nope. Uh, so. so that was really fun to see. Um, there was other stuff that I really enjoyed too. Is there something that you wanted to talk about that you enjoyed though? So I don't just talk so much. God. Gosh. Um, no, I loved the um, I loved the selection of aliens that they pick in the background. So there's a Benzite that you only see in a couple of episodes of TNG. Um, there's another one that only appears in one episode. We've got a Bajori, Bajoran chief of security um they just litter the place with aliens because you can They're animate animated. them mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like it's way so more representative easier. it's yeah. so so great um yeah. the design of the ship i think is so oh, fun yeah it's kind of like sits on top of the nacelles yeah it's so it looks like a half-assed enterprise d and it just it fits the theme of the show it looks unfinished but that show is that ship has grown on me so 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 much i love it I liked the part where uh, just these subtle things where like the alien was something that he, or the you know Shelob or whatever the this this show's version of Shelob that whole spider thing again it killed me. What kills me is that I instantly am like I've seen something like this before. I you know I can kind of relax because I know what's going to happen, but then mm. it keeps going and it mm-hmm. keeps going and it and then it twists it a little bit more and then it gets even more, <laughs> and by the end. This kid is literally being suckled and gummed in this like undulating sort of like the sphincter is like undulating like back and forth like a baby on a pacifier with this with this person. And I I, it went long enough that I lost it because Uh it was like, oh, I didn't expect it went perfect timing. (laughs) It's so great because in me to begin with, you're always like, oh, no, he's going to get eaten. But they deal with that tension so quickly with the alien coming in and saying, don't worry, he's just being gummed on. And immediately it goes from threat to hilarious. 
And he's right, just like occasionally yeah. coming on screen, screaming and then disappearing. <laughs> Down the tube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what I like. Nom, I, and nom, I thought nom, that the nom. pacing was just going to be fast because it mm. is a fast paced animation. Mm. This goes by fast. Not just yeah. the scene, but the whole thing just like we're clipping through. Yeah. And it's just enough brain turned off and just enough like unexpected that it reengaged mm-hmm. me and made me want to watch it again. Um, so that's really fun. But that that spider scene was unexpected and it you know has a nice little me. payoff about the milk and stuff. That was really great. I, I mean, that's one of the gifts of like 25 minute short episodes is you need a quick resolution to the thing that you're setting up unless you're going to do a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And there isn't all of that time for like kind of the filler stuff. But this yeah. just finds a great balance of adventure filler and humor um it's so 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 good it also does a good job of um you know when you're watching it and you're paying attention it does really interesting things i think when the two people that were that went on a walk quote unquote on Mm. their date going outside of the ship when they're floating up to the top of the ship to walk they're passing by all these different you know decks of the ship when the windows and you're seeing all of these you know uh zombies that are infecting each other and they're all fighting with each other, but there's mm-hmm. one person who's like staying strong and I don't know who it is, but it's gotta be one of the, like the main people on the command taking command, but he's a big beefy guy. Yeah. And he's just shanks the security officer. He's just like flinging people off of <laughs> yeah. him. And, and it's just this subtle thing that you just sort of catch if you're paying attention, yeah. um, which is such a nice way to tell a story without having to stop and mm-hmm. go into that moment. It's just happening in the background. It's a little wink and nod because the background characters are what we're used to seeing as the main characters. It's so totally flipped. Yeah. So now you know the, the bridge crew and you're kind of like, well, what's the bridge crew doing? And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I guess they're all right. They're dealing with that. That's fine. Yeah. It's, I like it's that so a lot. well done. I, so Jack, Jack Quaid voices um, Boimler. And just overall, like the voice work in this show is so, so, so oh, great. It's um, impressive incredible like there isn't a dud in the entire cast um and jack quaid in particular so the boimler scream becomes like quite infamous throughout the series like that scream the really high-pitched one he does when like his leg gets cut into and he suddenly screams he screams when he's in the spider somebody on twitter last year said so jack is that like an artificial scream do they add that in afterwards or is that you and so he reads out the question and he's like that's a really good question and i'm gonna show you and he just does the boimless scream into his camera. And it sounds exactly the same. And he's like, Of course me. it does. Oh me. me. That's all me. I just scream. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so great. This so they just have so, so much fun. And it's the stuff you would not you'll never be able to get a live action series that yeah. gets away with this because that's Galaxy mm. Quest or Space Balls or something like that. This is in the Star Trek universe and having so, so, so much fun. Uh what are your other positives? Um, at the very end, when what's her name? Uh, Mariner? Mariner. 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 Yeah. When she is um, uh, talking about being his mentor or yes. whatever she was calling it, Chadich. and she's throwing out, <laughs> she's throwing out all these references. And one of the references, <laughs> the one that ends the show, is about Deanna Troy and how she went from a jumpsuit, and then and I was like, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's and it just cuts her off. It's so yeah. good. There are so many questions that you're like, I thought I was the only one who thought about that. And this show like just puts it into the script whenever it can. It's so good. One of those things where we're we're paying attention. We are paying attention. Mm, They know stuff. It's so great. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think I had one other thing. I wanted to, I wanted to brag on myself. I had two predictions in oh, this one. Oh, let's do the predictions. That, yeah, that came true. Um, <sighs> are you what? Grumble. What? Because you guess everything. Not everything. You Why do. is that bad? Because I don't. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Are you fair. jealous of yeah. my predictability? <laughs> yeah. I don't get to predict shit. You always but, get it. Oh, this is what's gonna happen. You know. <laughs> wow. Wow. Captain's we getting should, whiny. Here's here's what you need. That's why I'm on your bridge, is mm. because I have that skill and this is why I'm part of the core team, you know. Yeah, because I way have more this useful ability. than Deanna ever was. That's not true. Okay, maybe it's true. No, that no, is it's absolutely not, it's true. It's not true. It's potentially yeah. no, no. It's no. It's not true because she can read. She can do stuff I can't do. Anyway, uh, I guessed about the goo helping, and I guessed that uh, who Mar- Marin- Marie- Mariner Mariner. It's not a hard word. That one. I know. It's just remembering it. Mariner. It, Mariner. Mar- Mariner. Mariner. <laughs> Mariner. Mariner. Uh, Mariner. I guessed who her mother was. Yeah, you did. You're like, oh, I bet that's her mum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, yeah, apps. I'm so, so happy that you love this show. I wish oh, we yeah. had like fantastic. more weeks to go through it because the season three starts on the 28th of August. So that following week, we'll be reviewing that as it happens. So next, I think we only have one episode to watch between now and season three starting. And we kind of need to do the last episode of season two because it kind of ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. So, oh, so we're going to go from the first to the last. Uh-huh, that's kind of the only way I could do it. Introduction and then this is where we are now. Oof. Well, so. you know, every once in a while, you just have to consume media in the order mm-hmm. that you don't want to. But you know what, podcast listener? You have seven days <laughs> yep. to binge everything in between. Binge, binge it. <laughs> binge. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, love the show. I'm really, really glad you enjoyed it as well. Should we do some sinning? Let's do it. To engineering. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Vroom, Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows without sin even our beloved Star Trek. Now, I had so many Rick and Morty flashbacks because how do oh you sin a show that is so self-referential and knows exactly what it is? Mm-hmm. It is difficult. But nevertheless, I do have some we'll sins. Try. Go for it, Danae, you first. We we have we sin because we care. We can't yes. help ourselves but mm-hmm. ask questions. My first sin is actually a classic thing that we do at Cinema Sins, which is find a way to sin ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the introduction to Mariner would be the perfect time to reference what it's like to work with me as a person and sin working with Danae. Yep. Because <laughs> it was, it's me when I, and I'm not exaggerating, when I am hyper. <laughs> yeah, she's a lot. <laughs> but I can't, it's like, it just comes out of me and I just, yeah. I jump from thought to thought. I grab mm-hmm. things. I'm moving around. And then sometimes I'll catch the tiniest little inkling that someone's about to laugh or like some someone is engaged in it in a really fun and like silly way. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it goes into the next level, yep. which is combining the excitement and the passion and the energy of like pure Danae Mm -hmm. and then but it adds in performance then it goes into the next level 
And then past that is where Mariner lives, which is like, I don't know that I would ever pick up a weapon and swing it at my friends <laughs> quite like that. Like, to I don't fair, think I would do that. She was drunk and Danae doesn't get drunk. So <laughs> if true. Danae ever got drunk, then this is what it would be like. This is the difference. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, she was drunk on Robbie Danae at the time. I yeah. Say. Okay. Okay. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just love that Klingon bit so much. I got a bat left. Look, we can be Klingons. We demand honor. So great. Um, in that moment, I have an equal sin, which is still assaulting a fellow officer with a bat left. I think that there's like so much paperwork to fill out. Oh my God. And it never gets like addressed again. It's, no, no. I mean, a lot of trouble. Like you nearly chopped his leg off. Also, that <laughs> thing was rusty or covered in blood or Something? It had stains on it. Like, yeah, I didn't oh, know man. what that was. If it was a design of the metal or no, something, but no, it looked that was stained. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's oh, nasty. Man. We drifted back which, into the stuff we love as well, which is that opening is so great. Sorry, the guys. Captain's sorry. Log. Yeah, sorry. Um, I guess on that same kind of line of things being rusty and having to go to sick bay, there was this moment when she's like, uh, "Mariner's like, you know, we don't even wash our hands. Like it was some <laughs> sort of, you know, we're the rebels." Yeah. But then I was, but then I thought my my direct thought was well are there diseases to worry about in the future because i thought that was sort of gone and not saying that people do just wipe their ass with their bare yeah. hand and walk around uh -huh. crusty but she's saying they don't wash their hands and i'm thinking that probably isn't as impressive as she thinks it is or maybe it is and i don't understand it yeah no it shouldn't be as big a deal because like all of sick bay has a like surgical field around it that deals with microbes and whatnot um which is why they can just operate they don't need like gowns usually and like stuff like that everything is kind of sterile right. um so yeah you're right it probably shouldn't be as much of a problem there are still diseases there's still like alien diseases and things evolve and whatnot but mm -hmm. you don't really get okay. the common cold that's not a thing anymore unless it's mutated into a thing that gets you drunk happens. um my next big sin was the inciting incident of Ran um commander ransom swatting the fly on his neck coming back onto the ship a the transporters didn't pick it and b another person noticed that he got bit i was like hey you should get that looked at and he's like nah are you fucking kidding me of course you get that checked out yeah like, you've I, just been on an alien planet what a calamity you know of errors. nothing of yeah and he's definitely yeah. like the Riker archetype of the first officer that is a bit gun ho and but even Riker would have been like, you know what? Alien fly bit me. I'm gonna go to Sick Bay and get it checked out. When that happened, I, I was like, that's important. This is gonna come back. Which mm. it, but that was pretty to me it was pretty obvious because he yeah. when when he slapped his neck on the on the surface of the planet, my initial thought was, is this gonna set off a wave of things that they the have to deal effect. with yeah, yeah because like you're not supposed to kill the you fly you killed our sacred fly right exactly um but that was fun mm. um there was a moment when the cybernetic fella shows up i think you know when they're introducing all the characters to the green the green one mm -hmm. and he kind of like buzzes out because his bionic component is trying to kill his emotion and so he's having like this buzzy mm -hmm. moment and mariner says yo is your thingy acting up or something like that. Mm. And I'm like, the sin would just simply be, you have to ask. Like, it's very clear that it's acting up. And it's one of those questions that is only meant to point it out to the audience on the nose. And I just didn't mm. think that was. Also, like her fixing it without his consent. Yeah. <laughs> she just goes right into it. Right like, into bzz, it. Bzz. I was like, really? Like, you're not actually an engineer either. You're like, you're in the command And division. she doesn't do things by the way you're supposed to. So God no. knows what she's done. 
My goodness, very true. She probably programmed it so that he would see the uh, naked workout program. My good, that was so funny. Like, what is just these naked bodies? The naked <laughs> yeah. Olympic training gym. You would think that in Starfleet, oh, this would be my sin. In Starfleet, there has to be when someone creates a program, it has to probably be approved uh-huh. and then go into the log. Uh-huh. And someone had to approve that one. There right? is a log. Like, There's absolutely there is a log <laughs> that shows your basically browser history. Somebody um, had to yeah. approve of that one. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I guess mm-hmm. I, if they're not real people, I guess if you're having naked people, then that is an issue. But yeah, I mean, that happens in TNG as well. She showed that to the new girl without asking her yeah. if she wanted to see it. Like, Do you want to see a lot of penises? She said, take a step back as if one of them was going to be <laughs> erect and like right? seven feet long and gave her like no context before yeah. just bla- blurting out the title of it. Anyway. It's amazing. <laughs> um, my next one was quite a big one. Like when they're in sick bay and the zombies are like vomiting blood over everybody, that's a great time to wear like hazard suits. Like why isn't Dr. Tana and Tendi in like hermetically sealed vacuum bags. They're just getting vomited on constantly. I was like, this? No. No, no, no. You shouldn't. <laughs> you, you should not be doing that. That went in your mouth. Yeah, because that you went weren't right prepared. in your mouth. Yeah. But then I did love Tana saying, hey, as soon as the new one comes in, strap them down and put them, if you need to, put them two on a bed. They're not going to get infected again. <laughs> yeah. It's so brutal. She's um, the best. I think I would send the uh, two people touch hands and almost fall in love cliche. Second conduct. Uh, which is one of my, one of the annoying things I will notice sometimes yeah, is like two hands fair. touch and there's like this like, <gasps> yeah, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't happen. As if anyone ever actually feels that, you know, in real life or whatever. <laughs> God. No, never. Um, I had the, I love the cliche of all old music is somehow classical. So do you like classical music? I was like, yeah, I love the Beach Boys, the Monkeys, or whatever it was. I was like, yeah, the Monkeys, I think. You, you still have genres. Like, just because it's yeah. old, it doesn't mean it's classical. But if Star Trek classic, does that so much. Then what is classic now? Like, there yeah. needs to be another category. Like, ancient is no longer an insult. It's just exactly. Are, do you like ancient music? Yeah, I do. Yeah, like ancient yeah. Music. No, I love it's the a Spice Girls. Time ago. Yeah. <laughs> classic seems like it would just always be within a certain number of years of what's current in the timeline and everything before that just gets a different terminology or something. That's exactly what they're saying. And it's, yeah, it's a weird thing to, at what point does it become classical or classic? Yeah. Because I can't say like popular hits from the seventies. Yeah. Which seventies. Which seventies. Right. (laughs) (laughs) There's an episode we won't get to straight away, obviously, but they all dress up in like super funky outfits or whatever. It's like, man, you guys look so eighties. And they mean like the 2280s, but there's like this insinuation that the 1980s gets repeated in the 2280s. And oh, it's, yeah, man. super I duper I love clever. that. Love yeah. it. Bring, bring the fashion around again. Heck yeah. Um, That's really kind of all the fun ones I kind of thought of in my mind. I mean, there's simple things that I think if I was trying to actually build a script that I would look mm. at like we always do. For example, the zombies all being able to be piled behind the door frame that they busted through and <laughs> yeah how did that door frame not hurt structural things that shouldn't be pushed out like that and you how know there's things no like that die? that we can yeah no one died <laughs> everyone's fine wasn't it convenient that the captain was infected but just slow enough to mm-hmm. not turn into a full like just things like that yeah. you know that 
wasn't it convenient that the goo thing happened and um mm-hmm. but that's also clever because of course on the planet that the bug came from would come the yeah. cure which a is a great place for it to come from mm-hmm. yeah makes sense yeah so especially but if really that spider is eating the flies it would need to be immune to that. yeah yeah it's very clever um but that was kind of all that i really had um, my next two were just, uh, well, my last two were just about Boimler, really. Like, Boimler makes a huge leap that Mariner is weapons dealing. Like, <laughs> how would she have got the weapons down to the planet to begin with? Because they, well, there's no reason to for fair, them to be there To be fair, he was just originally. attacked with a weapon. No, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> but it's just a huge leap. Like, that could be anything in there. Like, why assume she's an arms dealer? Um, but then also, he immediately gives away that he's working for the captain. She's like, let's keep it between us. And immediately, he's just telling Boyum, like, yep, I'm going to report you to the captain because I've been told to spy on you. Like, he's for somebody that's by the book, like, he screws himself pretty hard in that moment. But it does create a great bonding moment at the same time. This episode does so much great setup work um, in such a short amount of time. It's so great. Well, I'm enjoying watching um, whatever we watch from this. Jumping mm. from the first to the last uh, will be really interesting. I'm kind of mm. curious because there's going to be so much I miss in between, mm-hmm. but it'll still be really fun, I'm sure. So It'll be super duper fun. Um, I will fill in some gaps um, as needed. Um, anything that you super duper need because there is obviously, it's mainly episodic, but there are some threads that run through, but it is mainly, mainly just solo episodes. Um yeah, there's... Oh, man, I wish we had more time. There's one episode in particular I really want to show you. <laughs> but it's fine. We we never have enough time to do these things. One final thing. Um, we mentioned this a couple of... Well, I mentioned this last week, actually, when we were talking to Aaron. And that this show is the one that's getting the live-action crossover with Strange New Worlds. So the voice actors are going to be playing the characters that they voice in the show on Strange New World. Oh, that's going to be fun. Which is so fun. Won't that be fun? So much fun. I cannot wait to see them. And the Strange New Worlds crew are going to be animated and put into (gasps) Lower Decks. Man, and how much time has to go into doing that beforehand because animating takes so much time. So you know this has been in the works for some time now. Pretty much as soon as Strange New Worlds was announced, they're like, yeah, we're crossing over. Something's happening. That's exciting. I love it. No, it's so exciting. I love it so, so much. Um, well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Next week, we will be watching the season finale of episode of season two of Lower Decks to get us ready for season three. So thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Ian Whittington, and I love to gum on things to get the moisture out of them as well. And I, I'm Danae Hewson. Did I eat flesh? <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. How much did I eat? Just a little. It's fine. And live long and prosper. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Oh, the shit that I've been doing would drive you crazy. It would drive you crazy. Yeah. What have you yeah. Been doing? I booted up like an old computer mm-hmm. so that I could try to have one uniform way of printing things. Right now, right. my printer is not like just, I can't send stuff to it like I should be able to through Wi-Fi. So I have to plug mm-hmm. it into a computer. So I busted out an old one, which made everything really, really complicated. And the only reason that I did that is because my regular one was buried under papers. And I was like, I don't want to get to that one. I'll just open this convenient one right here that I haven't opened since yeah. we did our one shot <clears throat> at the table 
Oh, dear. You... Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. I open it up and it's like all these notes from our one shot. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I like, got told off for looking at them. Granny eats face. Yep. You didn't Granny just was a get, plant. You yeah. didn't just get in trouble. Like, I gave you disadvantage. I was nasty. Yeah. I got fully penalized for pretending to peek at your notes. Was, Did you was... really pretend? As in, I didn't see them. Yeah. So you were just showing up for the people, for the company? Of course. That's what well, she does. How am I supposed to know that? That's, well, it's fine. You don't have to. I just, I'm willing to take the punishment. <laughs> and that's just part of me being awesome. Is that I take the punishment for doing a good deed. Mm-hmm. We need a truly universal translator. We do. And we got it explained to us last week. We did. Well, did we? Did we? Well, know? not really. No. He said that there was an episode dedicated to it, and I need to watch that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, even in <clears throat> in that episode, they they just explained that they work, <laughs> not how they work. It's really? Like, oh, I yeah. I misinterpreted so, what he said. This there's the, it starts off on this like mining colony, and these they have deliberately not been given translators so that they can't talk to each other and like plot an uprising or anything and i think it's like when they return or they go back they can suddenly understand each other and it's like oh my god i can talk to you i've always wanted to tell you i love you i've always wanted to tell you i love you Aww. and it's really sweet there is i don't know if we'll get to this episode but there's a <laughs> there's an episode of lower decks where there's a basically they they go into the holodeck and you know like clippy the paperclip mm-hmm. you had like an assistant in word there's an there's an equivalent in the holodeck called Badgie the Combadge. Oh God! <laughs> but Badgie goes Badgie goes evil and he just starts murdering everyone. No, <laughs> like like the NPCs of that were like or like actual crew members. And he starts like attempting to murder crew members. Yeah, but he just get like he takes over the the program and his algorithm is like overwritten. And it's like basically the premise is what if Clippy got really murdery. Jeez. How is the ambassador otherwise? Communications problems aside. No. Oh, oh my God! Are you turning into the counselor? Counselor, yeah, captain. Not? All right. Why counselor. not? Let me tell you some problems I'm having. Go for it. I keep cleaning my house. Mm-hmm. And it keeps getting dirty again. And I don't. I think I have a gremlin. Yeah. Living in my house, and I, I think don't. You have two, possibly four. <laughs> Include myself. The there's five. There's. Oh there's... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. There's some things that like I don't mind. I don't mind the the clutter in the kitchen that happens with dishes because I'll get to them eventually and they're yeah. not disgusting. They've been kind mm-hmm. of like wiped out or whatever or they go down into the dishwasher. I'll get to those. That's fine. It's like I was so proud of myself for cleaning off the the table and then it's just covered or mm-hmm. I, and I don't know how it keeps happening and I've never been this way where I've cared, but I really care now. You know, I did this thing where I came around the corner of my house. I put my hands on my hips like an old woman and was like, now how the fuck did this house get so wrecked? Oh, no. I've never wanted to install cameras so badly. Mm-hmm. And here's why I wanted to come to you, Captain. Okay. I'm afraid it's me. Oh, no. I'm what, afraid I am my own. Cl- yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I'm doing so much that I'm just mindlessly walking around and that I'll start the footage and just watch myself like in zombie mode. Just mm-hmm. zombieing around, and how sad will that be if that's true? In fact, this happened in an episode of Voyager. Um, <laughs> of course yeah, it did. No, of course it did. It happened <laughs> in Star Trek somewhere. There's a there's people keep dying on Voyager, 
and they they don't know who's doing it. Like bodies are turning up, and Jeez. there's like three or four crew members that die. And Tuvok, Tuvok starts investigating it. Okay. And it gets like it turns out that the sorry no they're not dead they're they're in comas they keep getting put into comas that's okay. better. Um, and eventually they wake up and they have no idea how it happened. And throughout the episode, Tuvok is investigating, putting together all of the clues. And he eventually deduces that he's the only one that could be doing it. <gasps> <laughs> and he's right. It is. He's been brainwashed. So it's very, they like kind of roll back the footage and they they take like this holographic imprint of him. And they're just like, the only person who matches this holographic imprint is you. And he's like, well, shit. <laughs> I guess it oh, was me. No. Yeah, that's that kind of, yeah. That, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid yeah. of that. I think it's more likely that you'll see the dogs. They'll just be like, they'll wait for an area to be clear, and then you'll just see like a little nose appear above the counter and just snoot something. Yeah, one stands Those on the dogs. back of the other with yeah, a little huh? basket in its mouth and just yeah. dumps Iris's toys all mm-hmm. over the place because it put a trench coat on and shoes and stuff. Yeah, this is this is this is very realistic. Mm-hmm. Can happen. It absolutely happen. I'm glad we talked, Captain. Thank you. Mm, mm, I think so. I'm glad to. So you're going to see like some other podcasting people next week. Um, you, yeah. What about it? Like who? What's your what's your game? What's your game pla- game of attack? What's your plan of attack? Who are you bringing onto the crew? Am I attacking people? I don't mm. have a plan. Am I a planner? Well, you requested. Um, you are a planner, and you requested <laughs> all of the weapons. Okay, well, that was for something separate that now we have to talk about publicly. Jeez. Yes. I got this really interesting thing in the mail. Shoot. I can see you're eager to show me. What is it? It's it's from my CPA who does my taxes. Mm Mm-hmm. And she must, she's switched organizations. Mm Mm-hmm. And she must have swiped her client list. (laughs) Surely that was allowed, but I got this message just like, come to me now. Switch companies. Oh. That's a bit, usually there's like a grace period of, hey, give me six months. Like when I left one of my mm. retail jobs, they said, can you just give us six months before you steal the people that are willing to go with you? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, I will give you six months to recruit and here's who's coming with me. <laughs> I sent her a message. So she uh, always does my taxes late because I always give her my tax information late. Yep. So she's put up with my bullshit for a long time. Mm hmm. And I write to her and I say, true to form, I have yet to file my taxes for 2021. <laughs> um, and it's fine because we filed an extension and everything. So we're, we're fine. But, you know, I still haven't done what I'm supposed to do. One, are you taking new clients? And two, are you interested in the pain in the ass that is myself? Mm-hmm. She wrote back and she said, I like how she wrote this email, by the way, because if she would have flipped these two sentences, it would have been difficult. But the first sentence was, uh, yes, absolutely. And you're not too much trouble. Like, ha ha. And then two is we're only taking select people back. So like if those phrases had oh, been flipped, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I would have been like, like uh-oh. not you. You know the people who like to deliver information dramatically and they hold. They're like, yes. Now, before I get to the information, I just want you to know everyone is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, that's the worst. <laughs> mom, mom, what's going on? No, I just yeah. want you to know everything is fine. Mom, tell me what's going on. The house I- is okay. Wait, why wouldn't it be? What do you mean? Oh, the house is fine. The dogs are fine. Okay. Stop okay. listing everybody that is okay. You're skipping my father. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wanted to let you know I found that second sock that I was missing in the laundry. Yeah, it's like, so grumble. I overcooked the lasagna. I don't give up. <laughs> Actually, no, that sucks. I like lasagna. I mean, it does suck, but over 
Okay, overcooked or totally eviscerated in the onion? Those are two. The yeah. onion. The oven. In the onion. Oh my wow. God. Wow. You've got an onion made out of ovens or an oven made out of onions? So Oof. many layers. Are your eyes feeling watery all of a sudden? Because mine are. Mm hmm. Yeah. An Sorry, onion I oven released, would be awful. Go ahead. I released an estazine gas into the. Um, into the air duct. Sorry, that's why your eyes are watering. Is that what you call your gas? What? <laughs> and as, I just I was just thinking. Anesthesine. Like, yeah. I think anesthesine is. I. It's not a real gas, but it's the one that they use in Star Trek to knock everyone out. It's like flood the bridge with anesthesine, ten parts per million. I think it changes. Oh, this is the great. This is the kind of thing that's great because you say it, and then somebody in the Discord is like, "Actually, Captain." Oh, it was in episode, isn't this So and so on the bridge. And I yeah. love it. I love it. I was just remembering a... What are they talking about in there? So it was a really cool chat on Discord when I think we mentioned, we talked about 3D chess in one of the episodes. Mm -hmm. And then they started talking about 3D chess and how it's not technically like all chess is 3D chess. And then they started, like just because it's going taller... It doesn't mean that it's the original game wasn't three-dimensional. This is like tower chess. And they were discussing how... Oh, that was it. I was saying how Data shouldn't have been able to be beaten by Troy when they're ah, playing chess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were debating, well, yeah, no, he should because it's down to like probabilities and chance. And because Data can't work out random chance, if, if Deanna moves randomly, then maybe he'll be able to win. And my argument was, no, the whole point of chess is that, yes, there are a lot of different combinations, but there are there are a finite amount of combinations because you have a certain amount of figures and a certain amount of moves. And all of those different moves, a lot of them have names and there's like different routes to go. So just moving randomly, Data would still be able to counteract that. And <laughs> the discussion got to like, well, what if it was four-dimensional chess? And then there was like a, a Schrodinger's be, right? chess piece that <laughs> you didn't know was going to be in existence. And it was all totally random. Then Data could be beaten. And I'm like, I still think he'd be better at it than Deanna. Yeah, like, whatever type of chess you're playing. It's one of those conversations that's fun to have until you realize there's no way to have an answer. And so then it just becomes fun arguing about it. No, there is. There is an answer. Data wins. <laughs> There is no permutation where Deanna is better at chess than Data. A quick congratulations to Nick, who again guessed the new updated Stardate oh. system, which has been in place since season two. He cracked your code. He cracked my Stardate system. Oh my god! Does this now? Does that mean that like today's episode forward, you're doing a new one? No, no. Oh. So the reason I changed it is because the original Stardate system was like. One and then the date and then the it was one day of the month month year and the point was the hour that we recorded but I didn't want to do that anymore so for season two I just replaced it with a two and for season three replaced it with a three and for season four I've replaced it with a four and then for the bonus episode I think I did something squiffy I can't remember but I did something yeah, different I think I think one day you said oh I didn't do that right. But yeah. it was too late to kind of go back or whatever. I think so. There is one that I've one or several that I've screwed up. But yes, it is the the season number that we're in, then the day of the month, and then the month, and then the year, and then the hour. And that's pretty much what they did for TNG. So the first number was always a four, and then the second letter was a, was whatever season that they were in. Mm. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. a good way to know what season 
you are in. And then the other letters, the other numbers, they just said, make sure it goes higher. <laughs> Amazing. And the original series, it was literally just make sure that number is bigger than the last one you used and that's it. Don't worry. <laughs> that's it. Amazing. Since moving into the house a couple of years ago, we continued to get the mail for the previous owner. The previous mm-hmm. owner, they were in retirement age. Mm-hmm. And they did the thing where they subscribed to a whole bunch of magazines. Mm-hmm. So I get magazines all the time. Oh, amazing. That are of things that I would never buy. No. Truly an incredible amount of, of, of magazines. But this one is the first time I've been like, ooh, okay. And I think it's like, it's called Grandin Road, which just makes me feel like a grandma already. Like I'm the old woman that likes to look yeah. through magazines. But it has- That's like wood furniture and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I've been, I like the- wood furniture that will last for a really long time. I don't know if this company has got what I'm looking for, but they have a really nice uh, variety and they have a couple of desks that I'm like, oh my God, that's actually really close to, if not exactly what I'm looking for. So I'm going to go onto the website and learn more. Yeah. And continue to be this lady that just siphons off of the previous owner's interests. So, with that computer, this time, actually, it is two to beam to the USS Cerritos. Cerritos sounds like a burritos, but it's not. Vom. No, done that one. Vom. This is the part of the show where we drop the lens cap. This is the part of the show where we Okay, hold on, I gotta get my lens cap. Hold on. Yep, no. Good. Wow, how heavy is your lens cap? I'm kind of blind. Oh, okay. Did you pick up your phone instead? No, I picked up my, my root powder. Oh, root powder. <laughs> Close enough. 